Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Wiretapping, a Crime Time production. This is Deja. I'm filling in for Damager. Uh, I know I don't I don't like it any more than you do, but um, I'm excited about this interview. So we're gonna go ahead and call up Jabber. Hello there. Hello. Hello there. Hey, what's up? So, uh, am I paying for this call, or what? What is this? No, it's free. It's just going through the internet. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's fucking crazy, man. <laughs> so, am I too loud, or is this good? It sounds good to me. All right. Because you, you sound loud as fuck over here. Okay? <laughs> I can project you to my Spanish neighbors, and they will hear you. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, you know, I heard the, uh, the Kerr interview. Yeah. And, um, it's funny cause I actually talked to him after that and I, you know, I have to apologize about <laughs> me being so illiterate, computer illiterate cause I'm kind of a newbie to the internet. Um, and so that's why, uh, it probably took a little a while for me to get on here. But, uh, oh, you know what? Should I get off this other damn thing that I'm on that you're yeah. talking about? Yeah, just I'm so sorry. it doesn't make background noise. Sorry. Those sure. are my pancakes in the oven. I Excuse me. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway, I was talking to Kerr about it. And, uh, you know, one of the reasons why it's hard to, you know, agree to do uh, shit like this, um, a voice-activated interview, because your answers are so quick and you might – say something, I think I told you this too, yeah. before, we were talking about this, right? And uh, you might say something that might offend the, uh, you know, feelings of people in the world or whatever, and you, you know, it's too late because it's already out there, you just said it really fast, you know, I could talk a mile a minute, but man, you get me on a fucking keyboard, and I'm the slowest shit you'll ever see, you know? <laughs> I look like a retard at batting camp, you know, I just, I'm dumb, you know? So... <laughs> That's why I think we we sat down for a half hour, and I think I... Yeah, we got halfway through an interview, and they're like, oh, okay, maybe we'll do this thing. It's, we'll do the audio. Oh, we'll do the audio, right. fine. Yeah, we... Just, exactly. call me, just call me up. Yeah, I answered like four questions, you know? And it's like, oh. So, anyway, this would be easier. So, yeah, sorry about that. So, go ahead. Uh, ask okay. away. Make me look like an asshole. <laughs> okay, um, let's uh, start off just by... Um, tell everybody your name, how long you've been doing it, just the basics first. Uh, the, the standard graph questions. Um, yeah. let's see, uh, early nineties I started, um, I, uh, let's see in seventh, eighth grade, I was writing just the stupidest shit ever, which was, well, that was like 89, 90. And, uh, I was writing like toothpick and, uh. <laughs> I was going to schools and, you know, just vandalizing. I, it had nothing to do with writing. I was just putting glues in locks, you know, just being an asshole, um, basically. And um, I didn't get really into graffiti, graffiti, as you know it, or as, you know, it's come to be art, an urban art form or whatever. I, I didn't come into that until uh, probably 92, 93, and the... At that point, um, it changed. You know, everything changed because I started to be a full timer. Okay, so. Um, uh, we, by the way, I, I write Jabber. By the way. <laughs> and where'd the name come from? Uh, that name. Um, that name was well. I, I boxed a lot back then. Uh, like after school, and um, I was heavily involved in all kinds of. <laughs> Like kung fu and Russian fighting and very violent. I, I think I was a very angry young kid. You know, I was I was angry. So um, that so, name kind of formed from that, and it was actually an abbreviation for something else at one time, which I don't really want to go into. But um, I would say most for the most part, I had a good bombing partner back then named Shaper, and um, he was from a more of a city area. And he came and um, he kind of, in a roundabout way, he named me, he gave me the name. So I, I could say that he kind of gave me a name in, in a way. But it was actually an acronym for something. 
Which no. you're not going to share with us. <laughs> no, no, I got to keep some secrets. You know? All right. So when did that name come? When did it come about? Um, I didn't. Let's see. I was writing that in ninety three. Ninety two or three? 90, probably ninety three. Ninety two or ninety three, I, I really can't remember. Okay. So um how did you get into graffiti? Was it like hip hop uh, or No, no. Well no, not really. <laughs> well I was a break dancer. And, uh, no. I um I was into skateboarding. I was a skateboarder. I still actually skate a lot and um I was at a demo, uh Bill's Wheels demo pretty popular back in the day and um they did uh live painting live painting uh at the event so it was a pretty cool thing and you know i was kind of into it i already fucked things up so i was kind of into that i was kind of interested in using <laughs> aerosol cans you know and after that demo I, I mean i remember this one day that just changed my life it's kind of crazy but this one day um after that skateboard demo i went to a place called the aptos tunnels which is a um, place really close to Santa Cruz, uh, near San Francisco, if people don't know. But um, these tunnels, and there was a lot of graffiti in these tunnels. And basically, as soon as I saw what was in these tunnels, uh, that probably was the turning point of like, okay, now I, want, now I know what I want to do. Now I know what I need to do. Um, and, and mind you, I was just the, sh the shittiest artist ever. I mean, I'm not... <laughs> I was so bad at art, you know what I mean? Like, all my friends that were into graffiti were very good at art. I, I was not at all. And um, just seeing all this stuff, letters mostly, I mean, I'm just into letters primarily, but when I saw all this stuff, it actually changed my life. I mean, verbatim. <laughs> changed my life. In fact, fuck, I got caught there, like, uh, maybe, I don't know, six months or something into just painting there all the time. And that, that changed my life. Cause like once you get on probation, <laughs> you know what I mean? All of a sudden you're just in the system and, uh, you know, you're fucked kind of, but you know, I was still under 18, so I wasn't that, that fucked. Okay. But yeah, that changed my life. That, that was the, the moment from the transition from skateboarding to aerosol graffiti. All right. Um, so tell us about the head. The head. Okay, well, um, it's funny because I, I don't, <laughs> I don't think the head would be that popular if I just didn't do it a lot. You know what I mean? I, I think, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like the fucking most creative design over here, right? Let, let's be honest. But um, the head. Okay, there's a lot of people. I mean, do you remember like old scheme characters, shit like that? Yeah. Okay. Well, in the Bay Area, a lot of people were doing that, doing scheme characters. And, it, it, like, you know, these characters with no mouths and shit, you know, sideway characters. They all were, they all looked hip-hop, you know. Like, my friends that got me into this, uh, these two guys that took me to those tunnels, uh, their name's Rick Johnson and Chris Coltenbach. They don't write anymore at all, you know what I mean? They probably wrote for, like, a year or two of their lives, if that. But those are the guys that took me to that spot, and those are the guys that were doing these characters that were, like, renditions of you know, Bay Area shit that were doing it, like Spy and Dream and all those dudes, they would do a little character next to their shit, you know, um, that basically looked like the scheme character. So it really, it's like a mutt of all these characters. All I did was put uh, <laughs> my hair on it, you know what I mean? And like a, a, a Beetle and Bailey collar, which I, I maybe at the time was probably influenced by um, Twist, I guess, Uh uh, maybe I don't know. That's that's what I'm told by other people. But um, since I did it, I don't really I don't really know if it was inspired by Twist. But it does have a collar, and Twist did do collars, so there you go. <laughs> but uh, so anyway, I I had this character. It didn't look like that at first. I started doing it. Started getting a little bit more into it, and I just found that that ran a lot longer. That would last on um, shots a lot longer than letters. Hmm. Uh, which I wasn't very good at at the time anyway. I was just doing straight letters at the time. But I don't know. I just put two and two together. And I said, well, these are going to run longer. So I started doing them more. You know, I mean, I, I didn't really blast them until years after. Um, you know, I'd do them randomly. But I don't know. I, I, but then after a while, if it, you catch on and people actually respond really well to it. So it's like, fuck, you kind of want to do something that 
people respond well to, right? I right. Mean, <laughs> for some reason, I, I have no idea why they re responded well to it, but people like the head. So the head is Spit. what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, okay, so talk about how you got into trains. Because, um, I mean, I, we were talking about this earlier, but... Yeah. Like, Sledge and I were both talking about how we used to catch your stuff in the yards a lot. And this was in, like, mid-90s. Mid right. We'd catch um, a lot of driver freights going through. And so, I mean, you've been at it. You've been active and busy for a long time. So, <laughs> when, yeah, did, when did the whole train thing start? Well, I, I like, I, I think I told you my answers, but uh, 92... Or 93, I think, was the first time I did a freight in general. Just the, the reason why I did them is we surfed in the morning, and on the way to the beach, there was trains laid up. Um, hmm. And so, like I was talking about earlier, my buddy Shaper, um, you know, was very into graffiti. I was into graffiti, but I had never painted a train. I didn't even know why you would paint a train. You know what I mean? At the time, I was like, why would you paint that train, <laughs> you know? So, anyway, you know, I don't want to waste fucking all our minutes here on a train story, but, um, you know, we peer pressured each other into painting one night when we were like, I think we were sophomores or something, we were smoking weed and drinking and just fucking rapping and doing everything that you do when you're, uh, you smoking know, in high school, right? <laughs> Have fun. We're like, we're going to go or, you know, maybe it was me, maybe it was him, I don't know, you want to go paint that freight? Yeah, fuck, I'll go paint it, you go paint it, well, fuck yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah, bro, you know what I mean, just, like, egging each other on, you know, like, kids do, and, uh, so, next thing you know, we're out in the middle of this, uh, you know, on this train, standing on these crates, trying to do letters, um, so, <laughs> I started doing, but that, that, you know, the first train I did, fuck, I probably didn't do a train for five, six months after that. I didn't even care, you know? But um, eventually, I found another yard, a big yard of trains that actually was really close. And so I started painting there. And uh, then uh, uh, at one time, I met, I don't know if you're familiar with the writer, but he writes Clown. Oh, yeah. I, I, um, I was friends with him. At one point, I met him. And we were painting a lot together, this and that. And um, he was saying, yeah, I went down to Arizona. They all know who you are because these trains. And I'm like, really? Well, it doesn't take a rocket science to figure out uh, what you need to do from there. You know what I mean? <laughs> just need to pay more trains and then, because I'm not going to go down to Arizona. Well, at least at the time I didn't think that, you know. In the 90s, I was just, oh, fuck, I thought I was going to go to college and do something with my life instead of becoming a graffiti writer, you know? <laughs> so I think that's what sparked me. I can remember those kind of things, like him saying, you know, yeah, other people from other states know who you are and this and that. And I was like, okay, well, then I'm going to focus a little bit harder on trains. So at the time, was Clown painting a lot of trains? Um, what year was I this? Clown was painting, I'd say, a decent amount of trains. Um, him and uh, this guy Moby... Yeah. Would it would be painting trains in the yard that I'd paint and um uh yeah, I, I would I would say I mean he was doing more trains back then than, you know, nowadays or later on. I, I think we all kinda were I mean we were all like a lot younger and we were all like, you know, we need to do a lot of shit. Um <laughs> he was doing good trains though, mind you. I was probably doing booty trains <laughs> at this time. <laughs> he he's a pretty talented artist, so uh, you know, but that's pretty good motivation for someone like me. Like the reason, the reason why I stay consistent is, uh, other writers, you know, I just want to be, um, in the same class, you know what I mean? I just like to, uh, if they, if they, <laughs> they, if like Moby and Clown and there's a lot of other guys painting back then too. It's just when you do these fucking interviews, you never remember like who you should say. Me and Kerr were talking about that, like. People get upset later. Oh, you didn't mention me, man. I was around, dog. Yeah, Kurt didn't mention anybody. <laughs> I know. I Kurt know. just avoided that altogether. He didn't mention anybody. Well, Kurt's a lot smarter than I am. So, uh, <laughs> we, we were talking about that too, and I was like, you know what? I just I'll just drop as many names as possible, 
and just let everybody know that, uh, hey, if you're mad about it, then just blame me, you know? Fuck, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm going to try to stay on the positive name-dropping side instead, you know, rather than the negative. Like, yeah, I'm not going to say, oh, that motherfucker, I'm going to chop his legs off when I see him. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to go there. But, uh, yeah, anyway, there, there was a lot of writers back then, um, painting trains. It was kind of like a cool thing to do. Um, obviously not as many as nowadays, but here's the difference uh back then and now it's like back then when you saw riders on trains you remembered you know what i mean like mm. i would see fable and bus and like certain people on trains on a regular basis and i'd be like i'm gonna remember that shit you know what i mean because not every yeah. train was grilled you know we had all these pfes and um you know they come they would get good circulation and you remember you know like oh there's sign five there's cab you know like i know those dudes are from here uh, kick buds you know like there are these certain people and you knew about them even though you, you you didn't know them you know yeah so who's up uh well okay uh, two questions um how so how has the scene changed other than that like not just on trains but graffiti in general from when well, you started to now like what positive and negative positive and negative well there's a lot of Obviously, with more population, there's going to be more people doing it. I mean, that's just... Um, is that a good thing? Is that a good thing? Well, it's not good for me. <laughs> it's, it's not good for me because, uh, you know, for multiple reasons. Because um, it makes it harder on me. Like, currently, like, uh, currently it makes it harder on me because I have riders in the yard, in the train yards and they get caught in there and they kind of blow it up for me because right. I go to the same ones sometimes. Um, you know, you can't always have your own private yard. Uh, you, you can try, but uh, <laughs> a lot of kids, you know, it's like a virus. You know, once one kid knows, a whole bunch of kids will know. But anyway, the more writers there are, the harder it is for me to get over. Um, in a way, it's good, though, because it kind of keeps you on your toes. Um, I, I still try to do as much as I can with what I can. Even though Sledge calls me old, uh, <laughs> no, he, he's right though. He's right. But um, I, I try to keep up with kids, you know. Yeah, we're all known as grandpas in the chat room. Well, he, he must be really <laughs> old because um, when I moved to Seattle, like he was kind of an unspoken legend. When I moved to Seattle, like he wasn't even there, but everyone was like, "Oh, Sledge, AOD, oh, you know what I mean?" He was like. <laughs> The rumors are that, you know, <laughs> but, um, let's see. So is it changed in a good way and changed in a bad way? Um, you know, this, honestly, man, like I cannot, I could probably talk for an hour about the fucking internet. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's it's, what I wanted to talk to you about. Like, is it oh, really? Jesus Christ. I mean, as you know, I just got the internet about almost a month now. I have, <laughs> I've had. so I graduated in 1995 and I got it for non-graffiti related <laughs> reasons. Trust me, I, I'm very anti-graffiti on the internet as I speak to you on a podcast. Right, uh, that sounds good. <laughs> right? Yeah, so the kids are like, what a fucking douche! <laughs> um, no, I, uh, but what I mean is, like, I don't get on 12 ounce and I don't, like, um, talk shit or whatever, you know, 12 ounce or art crime or whatever the site is nowadays, 50 millimeter, whatever those sites are. That people talk shit and compare and contrast and fucking say, my dick is supersized, your dick like two french fries, you know. <laughs> I, I don't I don't really do that shit, um, and I don't plan on doing it. Even though, it's funny, because a lot of people, when people talk shit on the internet, they'll fucking call you up and say, yo, this guy's talking shit on the internet, look at this. Or they'll, <laughs> or they'll physically show me, because they have to, you know what I mean? Like, kids love the drama, the fucking... The, you know the bitchiness of the egos of writers they love it you know what i mean they feed into it yeah, people love yeah people love the drama of the interweb the internet i don't um, know i don't care about that hey um but i do have a story for you okay i do have a story for you and this has nothing to do with graffiti because uh i don't like to talk about graffiti all the time in fact i'm probably one of the non-talking about graffiti writers you'll ever meet but I like a good story. <clears throat> so I moved out to Hollywood, California to do big things in the uh, entertainment business, okay? And um, 
when I moved out here to Hollywood or LA in general, I have um, I had really not that many friends. I didn't know too many people. And being a graffiti writer, you're kind of like always reluctant to let people into your world because you feel like you know in secret you're like a small unibomber. You know what I mean? If people know too much, it's just dangerous. You know, or at least if you're a graffiti writer. You should think like that. Anyway, so when I moved here, I didn't know too many people, and um, I got hooked up kind of like a blind date, and this deals with the internet, okay? Um, <laughs> somebody knew this girl, and I, I look, she, he showed me her picture online, and I think he did this as a big joke, by the way. I think he really just tried to fuck me over. But anyway, that's not the point. So I meet this girl. Check this out. I meet this girl, blind date, <clears throat> Valentine's Day. I seen her picture. And uh, she looked okay. Didn't look very great. Didn't look good. Anyway, you know what? You know those girls that like take those fucking photos on MySpace or whatever the fuck? And when you see them, you're like, how did you get that photo of you? Like, you must have a professional photographer in your closet because you do not look like the bitch that I want to go on a date with, right? Okay. So, I meet her at this restaurant. It's on Valentine's Day. This girl's fat, dog. Okay, this girl is a good 250 at least, okay? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe two, I'd say 250, between 2 and 250. And now I weigh a buck 50, okay? I, I, maybe a little bit more now, but <clears throat> buck 50, okay? So I'm obviously a lot smaller, but I'm not an asshole, okay? I, I fucking didn't just bounce out, you know what I mean? I go, oh, bitch, please, you know, just leave. No, I was like, okay, cool, you know? It's, you know, I don't want to be rude. I, I, I met her, you know, I, I took her out to dinner, I brought her flowers, you know, it's fucking Valentine's Day, you know, you gotta have, make some people feel special. <laughs> so, you know, I bought her dinner, you know, um, sent, you know, but that was it, sent her on her way, hug goodnight, you know, bam. If we were watching Blind Date, all those bubbles would pop up, you know, all the time, like, damn, where, what the fuck am I doing right now? It's, it's just big. <laughs> but anyway, so, about... A month after that, or maybe, ha I don't know, maybe 20 days, I had this crazy agent, right? So I had this crazy agent, which is, we could probably talk an hour about that. But I had a, 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 an agent for acting, writing, producing, whatever. So he was involved with a lot of pornos. So I used to do, basically, um, I, I've had lines on pornos before. So you could have seen me jacking off before if you really looked. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying um, I was on a set of this porno shoot because I had this crazy agent, right? And I was wearing a fucking jersey called, and it said 69 on it, right? And I was flipping burgers at this um, uh, outdoor barbecue scene with all these football players. And, um, you know, I had a few lines. I was talking to the coach and da-da-da-da-da-da. Um, and then, uh, you know, the porn would start or whatever in the other room. So basically... I would be a low porno B actor, okay? <laughs> uh, low on the totem pole, low she could go B actor. Okay, so the night, that night, people were eating these burgers that we've been making on the grill with all this fucking lighter fluid all night. So lighter fluid was all over this burgers. So um, you can imagine if you ate a burger with lighter fluid, you'd probably have to take a shit, you know what I mean? Or throw up or something bad, right? <laughs> So everybody was eating these. My agent it was just the craziest shady guy you've ever seen in your life. He was doing coke that night, drinking Budweiser, eating these burgers. By the end of the night, this guy is just fucking slammed in the bathroom. Just slammed, vomit all over himself. He can't do shit. And I went there with him. I drove there with him in his Corvette, right? This guy's a real fucking flashy You know what I mean? Just scum, <laughs> Hollywood scumball, right? <laughs> and... So he's just cashed out. I'm like, well, you want me to drive your car? You know, he's like, oh, no, I can't. Oh, no. So I know you're thinking, where is this fucking story going? Well, here's where it's going. I didn't know anyone. I was in fucking Venice, and I lived really far from Venice, and he lived in Burbank, which are, these are all far locations, okay? I didn't know anyone, man. So who do you think I called? I called the 250-pound girl. <laughs> That I took out on the Valentine's Day date, right? And I told her the situation. She came out and picked me and my agent up. Drove my agent all the way back to Burbank, just vomiting the whole way. Vomiting in her car, <laughs> throwing up on himself, just 
fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I could give you this in detail, but I just don't want to waste your time. I'm trying to go as fast as possible. No, dude, it's good. You can elaborate. Guy, dude, this guy was so keyed. I, I don't think I've ever seen somebody so keyed before. I don't know what he did. I don't really do drugs. I definitely don't do coke, and I definitely don't do burgers with fucking gasoline on them. So... Um, I knew this guy was fucked. Anyway, so this chick drives me and him, drops him off at his house. She takes me back to her house. She says, yeah, you know, driving you home is a little long. Can you just sleep at my house? I'm like, all right. You know, so automatically I know where this is going. You know what I mean? She wants to pay off dick, right? You know what I mean? She wants okay. the fucking gratitude of giving these people, you know, she barely even knows me. Definitely doesn't know my crazy agent that vomited all over her shit. So she definitely wants me to serve it up. At least that's what I think, and I will believe till the day I die. And so we get back to her house, and we stay up forever talking, because I don't want to go, I don't want to make any moves and go in this room. Um, you know, not that I'm afraid of having sex with a fat girl, it's just I wasn't into it, you know what I mean? I just, I really just wasn't into it. At the end of the night, I, I, I ended up passing out. I think I actually, I, I'm not sure, I can't remember now because I had a few drinks too. Um, but I think that uh, I actually faked sleeping so she would go to bed. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I just kind of like faked the sleep. I was like, uh, you know, and I think she just left me alone. But I will never forget that time. And I will never forget the guy that set me up because about a, m a month after that, I invited her and her fat friend to his barbecue. <laughs> and so I got him back from for setting me up with her to begin with. I don't even know how he knew her, probably from work or something like that. And um, and I got her back. Anyway, I, I just like uh, fat girl stories. It had nothing to do with graffiti. So there no, you go. It had, it had to do with the internet. So that's it had how to do with the internet. That's dude. how. And that's that was, how we got onto that. That's my introduction to the internet, though. Like, because I was never on it in, um, uh, you know, when I lived in the Northwest. That's why you were so afraid to do this interview. Yeah, I thought you were a fat girl. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, um, no, I didn't want to do the interview because, just like I was saying, uh, me and how me and uh, Kerr broke it down. Um, it, it's the fast response. It's the uh, it's a, an answer to a question where you don't have the time or the mental to actually think about a qualified answer. Um, and, and but you know, whatever. Huh. Well, I don't know how to transition from fat girls back to graffiti. So <laughs> maybe we'll. This a lot of, will be a lot of fat girls else. like to do graffiti. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Okay, let me see. So, uh, yeah. Well, that that's my that's my tale of the Hollywood tale I call it, and uh, I, I'm sure I have a lot more. But next time you're watching a porno, you're gonna have to ask yourself: Is Jabber in that shit? Because <laughs> he might be. Nice. Okay. I don't do that anymore, though. I don't do that anymore. By the way, I was never fucking in any porns. Don't don't get it disconstruted. I made up that word. Disconstruted. <laughs> it's actually a movie. I mean, it's actually a quote from a movie, and uh, the movie is Primal Rap. So uh, we'll get into that later. But um, yeah, tell us about that. Tell us about your directing career. Directing career. Um, well, without without saying too much about me, um, <laughs> I I am involved with it. Uh, a few projects. I mean, I work for a production company. I freelance to a lot of production companies. I do a lot of editing and filming and uh, directing, uh, producing down here in uh, La La Land. And um, I worked on a new film coming out uh, called Primal Rap. And um, I'm working on actually a, a new... Well, Primal Rap is actually out now. It's released on Amazon. And uh, yeah. film baby, and uh, it's gonna be at Sundance. Uh, I work on a lot of films actually, and one of the, the other, well, actually another film, might as well drop and give them some uh, clout in here is um, Dan the Life. Uh, Dan the Life just dropped a graffiti film that I uh, worked on a little bit with them, True. and uh, we're actually playing that and uh, the Primal Rap film in Sundance this year. Oh, cool! Out in Utah. Uh, so. 
Yeah, I, I do a lot of that stuff. I mean, that's what I moved down here to do. I really didn't uh, move to Southern California to pursue a career of writing on things. But <laughs> so yeah, um, I'm definitely involved in other things besides graffiti. I'll tell you that. Cool. Yeah. Um, have you ever been busted painting freights? Busted painting freights? No, I have not been busted painting freights. Um, I did get a charge at one point for intent, um, which is technically uh, being in a yard with cans. Okay. Um, it's uh, uh, yeah. So. But I've also I've been chased many times by many, many a bull and um, dogs and Do a good, lot of Tell us a good chase story. Good chase story. Uh, well, I have several chase stories, but um, like I said, I, I don't I don't want to get too into chase story. Well, I can tell. I guess train chase stories aren't that big a deal. I, I get more worried when it's like heavens or you know billboard chase stories or stuff like that you know those ones those ones you know what's funny here's a little tidbit of information if you do heavens out there you know all those are documented so fucking well that you can be a suspect for those things for 10 years or maybe even longer um so anyway (laughs) no that's, that's a good safety tip no no it's dead i'm dead True. I mean, I've never hey. got caught doing anything like that, but I'm just saying, uh, for your safety, um, don't get caught doing that shit. Anyway, so yeah, a chase <laughs> working for trains. Well, uh, I mean, I've had I've had several. Uh, I've had dogs chase. Here's a funny one, I guess. I uh, I was with this guy one time, painting trains. And uh, he was pretty careless. He thought uh, trains were just, you know, so chill because he came from a chill spot where they paint them. And, and trains are chill, don't get me wrong. But this guy was just, you know, out in the middle of the open and I was trying to convince him to be in another spot and he wouldn't listen to me. And um, I was like, all right, dude, well, I'm going to go over here and be away from you because you're just not in a good spot. You know, if you don't want to listen to me, fine. Fuck you. But... um. <laughs> So anyway, what I did was, for some reason, I just knew, like, that this guy was going to get rolled this night, you know? So what I did was I went about four or five trains down away from him, which is not that far, but I climbed on top of a train, and I just sat there. You and just, I just watched walked, him? <laughs> I, just, I just watched him. I just sat there and watched him. And damn sure enough, about, I don't know, maybe ten minutes of watching him, a fucking bull comes in the yard, gets out, and chases him. And this guy's got his paint, like, spread out, like he's painting a legal wall. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and he runs away and leaves all his paint there. And I'm still sitting on top of the train. And uh, the guy gets back in his car. There's two bulls, actually. They get out. They don't even take his paint. They just flash the light on him. They chase him, like, maybe a train. Maybe a train length. <laughs> But he, he was shook, you know what I mean? This guy's used to painting daytime trains in the middle of fucking fields. You know, I, well, do that kind of shit. So he took, it, he took his paint and finished the train? Uh, well, that's very perceptive of you. Uh, <laughs> y- yes, I'm I, I, ahead. Did, Sorry. I, I did take I did take his paint, actually. That's why I didn't mention his name in this story. But um, I didn't finish. I didn't finish. Sorry, his... sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> I, I didn't finish his piece, though, because I thought that was a good lesson learned. <laughs> For him, you know? Um, I don't know. Do you guys get chased? Uh, where, where are you? You're in, like, Portland or Oregon? Yeah, or I'm in Portland. But um, Utah, the yards were very chill. I mean, yeah. you, you could sort of lay out your cans like you're painting a legal wall. And, right. I mean... Yeah, I mean, you could go out in the desert. You could go out in the middle of some field somewhere. There were a lot of layups that, you know, you could be, you could act like that, I guess. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just didn't grow up like that. Like, I, I, I was always taught, like, to do nighttime stuff and be careful and wear a backpack and all that shit, you know? Right. Um, but, 
I, I do know Portland. I did live in Portland for a brief stint, and uh, Portland's one of the best spots for trains that I've ever been to, really. Really? Um, if, if you know all the yards, yeah. Portland's got I mean, hundreds, thousands of trains. Yeah. I've been here uh, a matter of months, so. Oh, okay. So you but know I've better also, than that one. The only, I've also had friends busted out there, too, you know? So, I mean, I've never been in trouble there, but I'm just saying uh, it's a good spot for trains. And uh, you could get caught anywhere. You could get caught at the chillest spot. You can get caught at the um, most hottest spot. Or you could paint the hottest spot for 10 years, you know? It's random. Okay. Um, What about – what's that? Oh, I didn't say anything. I was putting down my beer. Maybe you heard that. (laughs) Okay. Maybe that's what happened. What about the whole hobo culture? Are you into all that? <laughs> uh, I'm pretty familiar with the hobo culture. <laughs> um, yeah, I. <laughs> um, let's see. Back in the day, I can remember a lot of people that I I thought they were all train workers. Um, like John Easley, Waterbed Lou. Those were up. Those things were up a lot where I was. Um, I'm pretty good friends with a few hobo riders. Uh, I really got in more into the hobo writer scene after uh, the Bill Daniels stuff. The uh, who is Bozo Texino? Oh yeah, that film was good. And then uh, about six seven months ago, I did a benefit show for Dyer, one of one of our friends that uh, had an accident, and um, we're doing benefit shows for him. And I did one with Bill Daniels, and he uh, was releasing a new book called Mostly True and. For some reason, when I looked at that book, it just made me about 100% more pumped on uh, Hobo Riders. But, yeah, I've always actually been a pretty big fan of Hobo Riders. I, I've met a few in the yard, and uh, when I do meet them, I just stop and just talk to them. I don't even paint or anything. I just want to talk to the see, – you know, see where they've been, see what they see, any stories that they could tell me. Because they live a little dramatic soap opera hobo life just like we do, you know? Uh, they know a lot of shit, dude. It's crazy. <laughs> it really is, dude. It's it's not. It was one time I met this guy named the Snowman from Richmond, Virginia, and I met him in Seattle. And this dude was just laying there drinking a jug of moonshine, just a jug. And I've never even seen a jug of moonshine like that. You know, it it looked like the Rockefellers fucking drink from the fifties. It, it looked crazy, and um, so. I was out there to paint, and I just stopped and started talking to this guy. He knew who I was too. It was crazy. He's like, oh, you're on. Oh, you're up and down the BN lines. They run to da da da. You know, and he started just dropping all his knowledge on me. I was like, wow. You know, like you pay attention to graffiti as well as other writings. So yeah, I'm actually a big so, fan of that, and um, I hope to actually do that more in the future than uh, actually spray paint. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay, what else? <laughs> okay, you mentioned um, some of the writers who, I guess, influenced you in the beginning. Uh, who do you see Who do you see up a lot now? Like, who's who influences you now? Um, you know... I guess this is your, the time for shout-outs. The shout-outs, yeah, the name drops. Um, <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it was not influenced by scene at all. I mean... <laughs> guy's stuff just horrible no um just kidding i love scene um nowadays well okay well here's the thing if i'm gonna name drop i might as well name drop some guys from back in the day that really never got too much play and you probably you probably don't even know who they are but there's a crew called h&r where i'm from and uh, you, you might know about it actually after that day, after you watch the Day in the Life video, because they do talk about it a little bit in that. Um, but anyway, H&R had uh, Tropic, Dever, Sum, James, um, and one of the dudes actually even went on to be an AWR. He writes like Nas for AWR. Uh, a lot of them quit. A lot of them don't write anymore or whatever. But those guys, Collage in, in general, those guys are so influential to the Bay Area hip-hop scene, or hip-hop, graffiti scene. <laughs> Um, and there were great break dancers, let me tell you, Claude, <laughs> spin on his head, Woo-hoo. no, <laughs> no, the graffiti scene, um, to me, 
Uh, and in the Bay Area, huge influence, Dream, Lex, um, Poesia, uh, big influence on me. Um, nowadays, I would have to say, I mean, it, and it's gone through different transitions as my you know, letters go through different career styles and so on and so forth. I, I really have to say, um, the Metal Finger guys nowadays, um, I don't know you know them, right? Yeah. Metal okay. Well, um, most of these, most, not, not most of them, half of them are young and half of them are like old, you know, like I'd say, or most of them are younger. And I've painted with a lot of them on, on, on my tours and, um, Dude, they're nice too. These guys are cool guys, and they do like really dope shit. You know what I mean? And um, I think those guys really push me to actually want to do bigger and better things, different painting techniques. Um, they'll probably like to hear that actually. Um, <laughs> let's see, those guys. I mean, there, there's a lot of people that influence me to be honest. You know what I mean? Um, I really like Aware. I mean, a lot of my friends, you know, like Aware is a friend of mine. A lot of my friends actually just inspire me to do shit. But I really like the people that do stuff that hasn't been done yet or um, taking it to a different kind of level, you know, like like her and Aware when they do those ridiculous whole cars, you know, with gummy bears all over the fucking place. You know what I mean? Like, no one does that, man, you know? Um, not, not on freights, at least. It, Back in the day, a few people did that. Uh, uh, Pay Dirt and uh, those kids from Sacramento used to do some really good trains, you know, whole car trains. Um, but uh, ever since then, I really haven't seen full, all, you know, all in all, whole cars just blown out like those old good time guys used to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I-, I like that. I like that a lot. It pushes me to do stuff or want to at least want to do stuff but a metal fingers is a big influence now um uh that as you probably know the guy that's painting a lot of trains right now now is curse um you know that everybody talks about him uh he's a cool guy too man you know i I like him (laughs) you know i paint well here's the thing you know like it's hard for me to like actually sit down with a writer no matter who they are you know if they're famous or not and if they're a fucking douchebag, you know what I mean? Like, and there's so many of them too. I mean, there's so many douchebags, you know, that are just assholes, you know, to you, and or just have this huge ego. And so when you find someone and they're not crazy egotistical, you kind of like it throws you back a little bit. Because I'm just not a big fan of graffiti writers in general. Because for the most part, I've only had problems, you know, with graffiti writers because of their egos and jealousy and, you know, just just being fucking dicks, you know, downtown <laughs> kids, you know, like trying to hustle everyone, even their friends, you know. Right. So when you find writers that are actually genuine people, it's very far and few between. Oh, cool. Um, but anyway, yeah, um, Curse, uh, I like the fact that he's just banging them out, you know what I'm saying? Um, I like it when A2M was doing a lot of shit, you know, uh, that guy that wrote metal, I like that guy's stuff a lot, I don't Mm -hmm. know what he's doing nowadays, but I I don't even know him, but I like his stuff, um, I mean, there's countless people, and I'll probably remember 20 of them later, you know, when we're not talking. (laughs) Okay, cool, you can call me back. Yeah, but yeah, I'd I'd have to say the, the, the people that are inspiring me the most right now, painting technique wise, is the MF kids. Okay, cool. Um, okay, I have to ask you this question. Uh, did you see the unfinished freight or the unfinished train that you did that was it's actually on the website? No, okay, it was caught in Toledo, Ohio, and it's unfinished, but it looks like you painted it from right to left. So, the question is, do you paint right to left? Well. I was retarded for 15 years <laughs> of life. <laughs> and, um, I, I just very, never seen that before, so I was, I was curious. I was very dyslexic. Um, no, I have no idea what you're talking about as far as you know what, which one it is. But I'll tell you this. The way that I paint, is the, it, most of the time, is the middle outward. Okay? Okay. So, so what I do is I start with the B. And then, and then I usually go from the B to the right, and then I finish up with the A and the E. 
I mean the <laughs> the J and the A. <laughs> I don't even know what letters I'm writing, dog. No, um, I, uh, I I start from the middle. So if you can kind of comprehend that, a lot of people can't comprehend that because um, they don't paint like that. But and especially when they're going next to me, and I'm all, hey, hey, hey. No. <laughs> hey, this is my space. You know, what I mean? I, I'm sure you've seen that happen before, right? You get spaced out on a on a train or something like that. No, I've I've actually seen people go from middle to yeah, go from the middle out. It just looked like you started this on the right, like on the left. There's there's basically not. Well, I'll send you the flick. I'll send yeah, you the it, link. It, maybe I should look at it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe uh, did it say something retarded next to it, like? Cops came, had to run. No, but it looks like <laughs> cops really did come. Uh, well, maybe. No, most of the time trains just bounce on me. I mean, I have several un unfinished freights. So that's just kind of, you know, that's the name of the game. You know, some of those freights fucking move on you. Right. Yeah, I don't know what the one you're talking about, but I do work from the middle out, um, and cool. depending on what letter I like the best. Honestly, the the. It has nothing to do with my name. I, I could write shit fuck on a train, and if the letters are good, I'm going to work on the letter that I'm most into first, if that makes any sense. So you like bees the most? The what? You like bees the most? Uh, yeah. So you start I think with I, the B? I, I think I do. Well, that's the center, and I like, you know, a lot of trains that I do are either balanced or have some sort of balance with them or symmetry. Um... But yeah, I like the B's. I like E's. Um, you know, it just depends. I mean, when I do other names, sometimes I paint other names and I don't work middle. You know what I mean? I work from left to right like like you normally would. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I have to look at that flick, man. Okay, I'll send does, you the link. It, does it look old or do I look retarded? No, it doesn't look old. Not too, I mean, I don't know. Yeah? I'll send Come. it to you. You can tell me when you did it. Oh, okay. All right. Um, man, I, I'm kind of all out of questions. Do you have any parting words of wisdom for us? Parting words of wisdom. Well, um, no, I'm, I'm not that wise, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm pretty stupid, you know? I, uh, no. Um, yeah, well, I, I don't, I guess... Your your listeners or your audience, I mean, I, I'm just recently introduced to your site, so I don't know too much, but I guess it obviously is a train Because it just started, following. basically. Yeah. It's a, it's a train following, and um, I, I honestly, I think the train community, as far as graffiti writers go, usually is a lot better breed of people than the, say, bomber or street kids that do graffiti. So... Hmm. May in my experience, in my experience, you might know some crazy douchebags that paint trains. <laughs> I don't know, you know. I know some but, of both. So. You know both. Well, in, yeah. In my in my experience, um, I, I've I've found that the most people, the the jealous people, and the people that like to talk a lot of shit are are downtown bombers. You know what I mean? They're like they like to do fill-ins, and you know they get mad if anybody talks about other people besides themselves. Them, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I honestly, and I know that the train scene is getting bombarded, and it's just great. Cause dude, I, I looked at some a yard the other day. I looked at a line. Every single train was grilled, you know. And it, you didn't see that 15 years ago. You know what I mean? Like it no, was. You're like, lucky to catch one or two. You're lucky to catch one. Yeah, you. Yeah. It's really different. So, um, I could see the train scene actually turning in a little bit more um, competition-wise. You know. Oh, a little bit more competitive, a little bit more hatred might go out in the future. Uh, but I, I haven't seen it yet. I mean, I, well, I've been dissed on freights, but um, what I'm saying is, like, I, I haven't seen, like, a massive amount of douchebags throwing douche on each other on, on freights just, just yet for no reason. But I have been seeing it a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's going to grow to be the same kind of problem, you know, that you would have with, you know, just living in one city, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. As the writers get more, um, 
I, I know people complain to me. They're like, oh, this guy went over me again. He goes over me because blah, 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 you know. And, and you know, you have whole crew. I, I mean, I there, there is, like, crew beef on trains, you know. And I just think that's so ridiculous. Um, Any beef on trains is kind of ridiculous. Dude, beef in general, dog, is just so <laughs> fucking stupid, you know. And uh, don't get me wrong, man. I'll, I'll be the first guy not to like it when someone goes over whatever I do. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know what? It's just pain, you know? I mean, I don't think people should die for it or or uh, go to jail for fucking five years. I mean, I have a lot of friends that go to jail for long periods of time. and um, or, or they, you know, get real violent over it and... These beefs, they last fucking 10, 15 years. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just get over it, you know? <laughs> it's it's yeah. funny because people have beef to this day in New York over that Style Wars movie that came out. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's That beef is still alive with some New Yorkers. It's, it's crazy. So that's some good parting wisdom, I guess. Get over it. <laughs> yeah, get over it. Yeah, some kids gonna listen to that and be like, "Well, I'm gonna go over that motherfucker tonight, <laughs> dog." Yeah. Well, I don't. You know what? If you're gonna go over me, go over me, man. You know what I mean? Is you gonna do what you're gonna do in this life? But I don't know. I mean, I, I think that uh, you should be in graffiti for the right reasons, and the right reasons are to have fun and express yourself, and um, you know, maybe sometimes fuck some shit up. You know, and uh, <laughs> I, I don't think that really uh, in you know, if you're dissing other people, they're just trying to have fun like you. You know what I mean? They're not trying to really step on your fucking toes or rain on your parade or take this limelight away from you, really. They just want to, They just want what you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that means the same whether you're a nice person or an asshole. You know what I mean? Because like, if you're an asshole in life, you're definitely going to be an asshole in the yards. You know what I mean? <laughs> but at the end of the day, you really just want... You just want someone to hold you you know that's a that's a good ending there <sighs> yeah i'm good i didn't i don't think i got in trouble during this interview so that's good you just want to be held i just want just want to be held <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks to those of you who tuned in for this episode special thanks to jabber as always you can find us at crimetime.com or goldenspikeempire.com And be sure to check out next week's uh, wiretapping. See you then. Thanks.